Some of you sisters are captured by fashion. I sat next to, uh, you know, it's a good thing to travel on a plane. You see all sorts of things. So uh, I was sitting on an exit row, and I thought I was, I thought they were about to close the door, and there was nobody sitting next to me. And I like that, because I'm being, that's all. So I, I thought that was pretty good. And then right at the last minute, uh, a man and woman came in and sat down next to me on the exit row. So this woman was sitting next to me. And so I, hello. So I was reading my Bible, and uh, she had a whole, she had a little, uh, she had a sack or bag uh, from, the Shang, from the Singapore airport. And you know what it was full of? It was full of magazines. And there she was, just flip, 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 flip. Oh, I like this. Oh, no, I don't like that. Oh, oh, flip, 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 flip. Right? You, you laugh because you're the same way, right? <laughs> yeah. She didn't read anything. She didn't, you know, study anything. She was just flipping through, looking at pictures. I like this. I don't like that. I like this. It's the whole thing. Sisters, where's the will of God? Do you understand? It's this system. Brothers and sisters, do you see it? Now listen, listen, this is sober. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have to see this. It, it, it was as it, as it was in the days of Noah. So will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Lot. Okay, what was significant about the days of Noah? Do you understand what was significant about the days of Noah? Noah's time was the time when one man and his three sons and their wives built an ark for the salvation of his house because God was bringing destruction, a judgment upon the whole earth and every living, breathing thing died. Lot was living in a city full of sin. And the angels came and told him, Get up, take your daughters, and take your sons-in-laws, and get out of this town. And his sons-in-law laughed at him. So Lot got up and took his wife and his two daughters, and they left, and destruction came as fire from heaven that destroyed every living, breathing thing in Sodom and Gomorrah. Brothers and sisters, do you realize, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Because when the Son of Man comes, He will come in flaming fire of vengeance upon those who don't believe. If you don't believe that, read 2 Thessalonians. And when He comes, He will come with His garment dipped in blood riding on a white horse to tread the winepress of the wrath of the fury of God. Amen. And how many people in this world believe that? And how many people in this world know that? And how many people in this world care? Brothers and sisters, there is a great cataclysmic struggle going on between God and Satan. There is a fight to the finish. 
And I know who's going to win. I know who will gain the victory. And I know what side I want to be on. So that means in today's day, I need to wake up. And because there is the will of God and there is the will of Satan, which are inalterably opposed one to another, where we are today as human beings is right in between. We have... Never mind. We have the will of God. We have Satan's will. And in between is the created man who has this thing called free will. And you have the right, you have the, even the responsibility to choose the direction and course of your life. But brothers and sisters, because of Adam's fall, because he was a sinner, and because you're a sinner, and because you were created in Adam then what we have is we have a natural disposition toward Satan and the things of Satan. We just want to do what Satan wants us to do. So we got chalk now. So here is, here is God. And here is Satan. God has a will. Satan has a will. And brothers and sisters, hallelujah, here is man. And man has a free will. Listen, by disposition, by character, by nature, you are this way directed. That's just the way you are. That's because you're a human being born of the human race. You have a mother and a father. And your father transmitted sin to you. I have a dad. He's gone to be with the Lord now. But he transmitted the sin element into me. And I am a sinner by constitution. I am a sinner by Adam's race. I am a sinner because I am a human being born of a man and a woman. But brothers and sisters, God created this man with three parts. And those three parts are... Whew, I'm a bad drawer. That's terrible. Let's try this again. It's really hard to be left-handed. It's not easy. That's better. Okay. Spirit. Spirit. Soul. And body. Okay. In the spirit we know. But in the soul we have three parts. What are the three parts? Mind, emotion, and... Okay, what is that will about? That will, that will, listen brothers and sisters, that will is that part of your being that you can choose to direct. You can set your mind on the Spirit just like I set this uh, water on the table. Amen. You can set your mind on the flesh, and that's the natural state. That's what happens without even trying to do anything. You're just in the flesh. Or you can set your mind on the Spirit. Amen. And how do you do that? By calling on the Lord's name, by reading the word, by pray reading, by fellowshipping with the brothers, by being in the meetings. That's, you can set your mind on the flesh or you can set your mind on the spirit. Amen. Okay, listen. If you set your mind on the things of man, you're an offense to God. Read Matthew 16. You are Satan himself. Oh, Peter said, Lord, don't go to the cross. Oh, that's too much. Lord, don't do that. That's too hard. Don't do that, Lord. P 
pity yourself. Have pity on yourself. What did the Lord Jesus respond? Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. That meant Peter had a free will and he could choose to set his mind on the things of God or set his mind on the things of man. And when he set his mind on the things of man, he was an offense, a stumbling block to the Lord. And he was the personification of Satan himself. So brothers and sisters, when you set your mind on the things of Satan, you are an offense to God. But brothers, when you set your mind on the things of God then you are aligning yourself with God's will. Then you want what God wants. Then you will do what God wants you to do. Then you will be what God wants you to be. And until you do that, until you align your will with God's will, you are a rebel. And your future is the same in part as those who were destroyed by Noah's flood and destroyed by the fire and brimstone from heaven that fell on Sodom and Gomorrah. We are believers, so please be clear. If you are a genuine believer and have received the Lord as your life, you will never go to the lake of fire. But if you are a rebel, you will taste the second death. Amen. If you are a rebel, you will experience in part what others will experience in full. And you will have to have a period of chastening where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth for a thousand years during the millennial kingdom. Now, I'm sorry, I didn't make that up. I'm just a herald to tell you it's true. Which is why you need to pray, Lord, have mercy on me, and why you need to exercise your will to have a soft heart. To soften your heart so that you can align yourself, not with God's will for my life, but God's will for God. God has a will in this universe. God wants to do something in this universe. He has the good pleasure of His will. He has the mystery of His will. He has the counsel of His will. So that He's working out everything. From the stars in the heaven to the Borneo we stand on. He's working out everything for the good pleasure of His will. And he needs some men and women who will align their human will with God's will. And when you do that, you will find the meaning of your human life. Young brothers, when you do this, you'll find why you were created. You will find out why you were made. You weren't made to have fun. You weren't made to play video games. You weren't made to live your own life and do your own thing. You were made to carry out God's will. And if you don't believe it, you need to look at our great pattern, the Lord Jesus. And what did He do? We'll come to this. Ken will cover this in full in the coming messages. He came not to do His own will, but the will of Him who sent me. We care about our own will, and that is ridiculous. It's puny. It's fallen. It's corrupt. Who cares about me? I'm just a little white guy from Texas. I'm a vapor. I'm, a, I, I, I'm here for a moment and gone. Another 50 years, where will I be? I won't be here. 
Another 50 years, I'll be a memory, maybe. <laughs> and I doubt they'll remember much. How much time do you spend thinking about your great-grandfather? <laughs> Gone. Gone. And so what? I bought a house. Oh. And I bought a Toyota. So. Is that the great will of God? I got married and I had eight children. A hundred years from now, every one of those children will be dead. And then what? And then what? Brothers and sisters, in this age, in this time, we can align our will with the will of God. Amen. We can choose what God has planned in eternity past. We can give ourselves for the carrying out of the counsel of His will. Amen. According to which He is working out everything in the universe. Amen. Oh, but no, I don't want to do that. I'm a rebel. I'm going to go my own way. Not wise. Not wise. You will take your own way and it will lead you to destruction. Amen. And this is, the, this is the case of all of those people in that airport today. All of the people on that plane. All of the people who sit there having a good time, like, oh, let's eat this, let's drink that, let's go to Starbucks, let's have fun, let's go here, let's go there. Let's eat, let's drink, let's marry, let's build, let's plant. Let's go to school in the USA. Let's get an education from UCLA in the USA. For what? So that you can get a good job? <laughs> I know some brothers, they went and got the good education. Now they can't find a job. So what? So you get the good job. What for? Oh, I get the good job so I can make money. For what? So I can buy a Toyota. Okay, you buy your Toyota. Then what? Oh, then I can buy a BMW later. Okay, you buy your BMW. And then what? And then my son wrecks my BMW. <laughs> and then I die. Is that the will of God? Brothers, I told you this could change your life. It changed my life when I realized that this poor, little, miserable speck of humanity, here today, gone tomorrow, like grass, like the flower of the field, this little speck of humanity living on this insignificant planet, circling a G2 star on the outer fringes, two-thirds out on a spiral arm of a nondescript galaxy called the Milky Way, this little human being could be in the will of God. Wow! I want to dance. I want to dance. I want to praise the Lord. Amen. I can give myself to the will of God. Amen. I know what I'm doing on this earth. I know why I was created. I know why I'm here. I know why I breathe. I know why I live. It's for the will of God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, do you see this? Or do you just think, oh, I'm in the church life because my parents were in the church life. Oh, poor me. 
woe is me. I can't go to the movies. <sighs> oh, I don't get to do anything. I can't drink alcohol. I can't dance. I can't do anything. Oh, <laughs> woe is me. Me. Yeah, me. Woe is me. Woe is me. Are you here just because your parents are here? Or are you here because you see the will of God? Amen. The Lord Jesus was our pattern. He said, I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Amen. And then He said, when you pray, you need to pray in this way. Father, Father, our Father who's in heaven, let Your name be sanctified. Amen. Let your kingdom come Amen. and let your will be done. Amen. And then on the night before he died, the Lord Jesus facing the agony, the unbelievable horror of a death so painful you cannot imagine. Knowing full well the cup of suffering which he would have to drink to the bitter dregs. This Christ in the garden, abandoned by His sleeping disciples, fell on His face, praying so earnestly that He sweat blood drops. And in that agony, He prayed, Father, oh Father, not my will, but Yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Amen. So what was this? This was a human being, a man like you and like me, with like weakness in the flesh. Not the weakness of sin, spotless, but the weakness of humanity. A man aligning his will with the will of God. Amen. This was a man saying, Lord, not my will, and not Satan's will, for sure but your will be done. Amen. Brothers, do you see this? Do you see this? If you see this, then I have to ask you one more question. Do you do it? Message 6 on the Lord's Day morning is going to be mostly on this. Do you do it? Do you do the will of God? The Lord Jesus said, I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Amen. The Lord Jesus didn't say, I've come to know my, know my, I didn't come to know my own will, but to know the will of Him who sent me. That's not what He said. The problem is that you may know the will of God, but not do the will of God. And if you know the will of God, and you don't do the will of God, then you need to read Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Where the Lord said that a slave who didn't know, he did not know his master's will, and he didn't do it. He'll get beaten with a few stripes. But the one who knew his master's will and didn't do it, beaten with many stripes. 
Brothers and sisters, I, uh, I know this isn't the most pleasant subject, but it's the truth. It's the truth of the Bible. And to me, it is invigorating truth because it liberates me out of my own will to do the will of God. Amen. And it gives me meaning and purpose in my life and I know why I'm here so that I can do the will of God. Amen. Well, what is that will? That will is not my will. It's not Satan's will. It's the will of God. Amen. And the will of God is very simply three things. And this is what will be developed in the rest of the messages. So you have to come tomorrow. You have to come on the Lord's Day to know the will of God. Amen. The will of God is one person. The will of God is one way. And the will of God is one goal. Amen. Brothers, this is, this utterance is divine. Amen. And this truth is sublime. If you see this, then you will know the will of God. And if you see this, you'll be able to gauge whether or not you are doing the will of God. You'll be able to test your life situation. What's the will of God? The will of God is one person. The will of God is one way. And the will of God is one goal. That one person is not you. And the will of God, one person, is not that woman you want to marry. Or that man you want to marry. Oh, he's so wonderful. I hope he sees me. So I'm going to change my hairstyle so he'll see me. If I put some streaks in my hair, he'll see me. If I wear this kind of thing, he'll see me. Uh, no, I don't want to see you. The will of God, one person, is who? Is Christ. Oh, brothers, we'll spend two messages on Christ as the will of God. And you need to hear these messages because you need to know this Christ. If you want to know the will of God, you need to know this one person who is Christ. And then we'll have one message tomorrow afternoon on the will of God, one goal, one way. And that one way is what? That one way is the cross. There is not another way in the Christian life. I know you would like a different way. You would like the way of peace and security and happiness and enjoyment. And listen, if you take the way of the cross, you will find all those things. There is, there is absolute peace and security and enjoyment having passed through the cross and experiencing resurrection. Amen. In fact, the only place of real security is the place where you pass through death, where death can't operate on you anymore. Amen. It's when you are in resurrection that you are really free. And it is only when you pass through the cross that you can know the peace and the security and the safety that comes from being in Him. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we need this one way. Amen. We need the cross. Amen. And we need this one goal, which is the church. 
What's the goal of your human living? Why do you live? Why do you breathe? Why do you get up in the morning? Why do you go to work and have a job? So that you can make money and support your family? Well, okay. But why do you have a family? So there'll be somebody to take care of you when you get old? Because we don't have Social Security here in Malaysia. What's your goal? Brothers and sisters, if we see this, and if we align our will with the will of God, and if we allow our goal to be His goal, then we will, then we will enjoy everything that God has for us in Christ. Amen. This one person is Christ. This one way is the cross. And this one goal is the church. Amen. Last two messages will be on the church as the goal of the will of God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this week, I really beg you, open your heart to the Lord. Amen. Open your heart to His speaking Amen. related to His will. If you see this, if you even get a little glimpse, here's what needs to happen. What needs to happen is that through the poor speaking of several brothers, something of Christ will be ministered and it will strike your ear and enter into your thought and hopefully get into your spirit and there generate a little bit of a flash, a little bit of a wow, a little bit of a oh, so that something of Christ is ministered deep into your being and then it needs to stay in there. That's the seed of the Word of God that gets into you. And if it finds good ground in your heart, then it will begin to grow. And it will produce some fruit in you. And it will bring forth fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. But brothers, if you don't receive this seed, if you don't open to receive it, then you can be wayside ground. And the birds will come and snatch the seed away. Brothers, we need to pray that in these days the Lord would open our heart. And let the speaking of God not the speaking of a brother, but the speaking of God penetrate our being Amen. and shine into us so that we can really know and really do the will of God. Amen. I think the brothers have uh, arranged for us to have 30 minutes for you to share. So the mics are set up. We ask you, brothers and sisters, if you have some burden from the Lord, please come and share your portion of Christ. Listen, at this, at this time, it's always hard because I just gave a long message, right? An hour and 15 minutes. And you can't speak an hour and 15 minutes. So you think, oh, my portion is not so big. My portion is not so good. Your portion is necessary because it confirms the word. Not only confirms the word to all the other brothers and sisters, it confirms the word to you. So if you speak, then you become more fully assured of all the will of God. Anyway, we give you the next 30 minutes for your speaking.